0: Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We mentioned this morning that uh, this Sunday night before Thanksgiving is always a special time for us all here at uh, East Wind Pentecostal Church. Uh, Many years ago we started uh, uh, doing this and we are especially thankful for uh, this year and what God has done. But we call this the view of the harvest Service. And we look back and we just give thanks for what God has done. Amen. Sometimes you can be so busy in life that you have to sort of pull back from all of the, you know, the pushing and shoving and noise of a busy schedule. And you've got to just step back and realize how good God has been. Amen. So we've got some folks that are going to come up and testify. Uh, Some people that uh, have joined our church this year, others that our department heads, and are going to tell you about what all God has done uh, in their departments. There is some uh, great things that I want to share with you. And uh, of course, this is just year to date. But so far this year, we've had 109 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost right here in this auditorium. <laughs> it's not counting our prison ministry and other ministries outside of, of this uh, the four walls, but we thank the Lord for that. 22 that have been refilled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 63 that have been baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. 372 visitors. We're thankful for what God is doing right here at our East Wind campus. So we thank the Lord for those numbers. You're going to be hearing some more great reports. But we're going to start out tonight uh, with Sister Alexis Griffin coming and speaking about what's happening in our children's ministry and what God has done this year uh, with the children's ministry. And then after that, We have a video prepared for you as well. God bless you. Would you welcome Sister Alexis Griffith. God bless you. In Jesus' name.
1: Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. What a privilege and honor and joy it is to get to share with you a little bit about children's ministry and what's been going on over there. But before I jump in, I want to just read a short verse from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child. Being a child. I don't know if it could be said any clearer or more beautifully that the ability for children to hear the voice of the Lord or to minister before the Lord is clear. Or we can also look at Matthew nineteen fourteen, when Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Church, I bring these scriptures to you because this, these, this is our children. These scriptures are referencing the children that are in the house of the Lord right here Sunday morning that come to, come to our church. When the Bible says that your sons and daughters will prophesy, do you hear it? Do you hear the call to future generations, to our very own East Wind kids? When I look over this last year, I thank God for the miracles, the miraculous that we've been experiencing in East Wind Children's Ministry, right there, right next door. When we started outpouring in 2021, many of our teachers were challenged and inspired by the response of our students to the revival services. It was so encouraging to see children praying and interceding for and with each other And with little prompting on our own end, they took an active role in revival. It was clear the true hunger and desire for more of God and to be used of God. So as a team, it convicted us to bring that fire back to our regular services, our regular Sunday services. We didn't want that experience to be something that was just left for special events. We wanted it to be something that was happening here in our building, in our children's ministry. So from that came our children's church services, as you can see some of the pictures, and there's a video at the end for you all. Children's church is a student-led service uh, where all of the Sunday school-aged children, they gather together, and we we have church, y'all, we have church. (laughs) Um, In this service, the teachers, we get to step back a little bit as facilitators and guides and participators and sometimes game players, if provoked. And the children, they take the lead as the the praise and worship team, as the, the Bible teachers. They teach the lesson. They are the altar workers. They are the prayer warriors. They take that leadership role in our children's church services. These kids go next door, and they are praying their friend's through to the Holy Ghost. This, this is, these are your children that are the first to come down to altar for praise and worship. They are the ones who are leading with expectation, full of faith, and excited to see what God is going to do. We work to make sure that the Holy Ghost is not just a one-time experience for these kids. That they're made for more. They know that they're made for more than just hiding behind a pew. That there are giftings inside of each and every one of them. With our children's church, even this grew and grew. So then in Vacation Bible School back, or with Vacation Bible School back in June, um, we expanded the way that we did things, and we took our The Greatest Show, our big top-themed menagerie, turned the whole gym into a big old circus. It was pretty fun. Um, And we offered crafts and games and storytelling like we typically would but we added on ministry classes and a family service. And we were looking for opportunities for whole families to get involved. Our speaker, our Brother Luke Curry from Bellevue, he led and encouraged the children. And he worked with them on, on realizing that they have God-given gifts within them. Even at a young age, that God can use them no matter, no matter how old they are, as we see in the word of God over and over again. Uh, We had about 100 attendees to our event, many of whom were first-time guests. We had 18 children receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and five baptisms. (laughs) And that was just our vacation Bible school. In the course of 2022, we've had 35 children receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as evidenced by speaking in tongues. We've seen 80% growth in our Sunday attendance, and we praise God and we give him all the glory. But we also believe that this is just the beginning, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. It is your children that are going to change the world. Amen.
2: What I love about um, East Wing is that the diversity, the word is here, just powerful and refreshing. And also, the, the people, they're just welcoming. I just feel at home. I feel like this is where I belong. My daughter and I, the moment she got here the first time, she absolutely loves it. She doesn't want to be anywhere else. Even Wednesday night time, when I don't get a chance to come to to Bible study, she does not like not coming to Bible study. She feels at home here, and I'm so happy, so blessed to be a part of this family. And I just want to continue being here, just lovely. The Spirit of the Lord is here every Sunday. I've never been here one Sunday and have not received a word to just keep me for the week. It's just a blessing being here, and I'm glad that the Lord really led me here. Nobody invited me. It was just the spirit of the Lord led me here, and I'm just super blessed and happy to be here at East Wing. Love, East Wing.
0: Amen. God is good, isn't he? Amen. I want to say uh, something about our children's director, Sister Alexis Griffin. Uh, that just spoke here before the video. She uh, went to Florida State uh, University in Tallahassee and uh, received her uh, teaching degree in elementary education and came back. I just want to make sure everybody that's in the college career or uh, age heard those two words. She came back. (laughs) We have so many people around the churches of Florida that grew up in this church. I'm glad for some that come back. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that they are in good churches, but it is a special blessing when they come back to their home church. But she came back after uh, getting her degree in elementary education, and my sister, Sister Johnson, who was a, pr- a principal at a public school up in North Vieira, South Rockledge area, Hans Christian Anderson Elementary School, um, interviewed her for a job. There was an opening there at the school, And so along with other candidates, they interviewed uh, her uh, for a class and she got the job, they hired her, and they put her in this class. But uh, my sister said, I'll I'll be honest with you, it's an extremely difficult class. And I thought, poor Alexis, sweet little Alexis, is being thrown to the wolves. She's just out of college. But she is a strong young lady. And uh, in just a short while... Um, they voted her as Teacher of the Year. She thrived in that class, did a tremendous job, turned it around. And my sister was telling me it's so rare because that is uh, uh, something that is an award that's done by voting by all of her peers. So all the other teachers that had been there 15, 20, 25 years, they are voting on this rookie for Teacher of the Year coming right out of college. That shows how much respect and admiration she had from her fellow teachers. And I'm glad that she's our children's director at East Wind Pentecostal Church. You can know your kids are in good hands. Amen. We are so happy uh, to welcome to East Wind uh, Shannon and Lindsay Skelton. Uh, this is a great family that we have just fallen in love with. And uh, brother um, uh, Brother Skelton, Brother Shannon Skelton is licensed minister. They are moving from uh, the state of Tennessee and uh, they are here. He also works in the public school system and he got introduced very well into the American public school system recently as he tried to break up a fight and they knocked him around so much he got a concussion. We said, welcome to Florida. (laughs) But he's okay now. He is a light shining in a dark place. And we are so glad that this awesome family is here as a part of East End. Would you welcome Shannon and Lindsay Skelton? We're glad that they're here at East Wind. God bless them in Jesus' name.
3: My husband's making me go first. Um, not super comfortable speaking in front of people, but... Um, Sister Melissa came to us this morning and asked if we would share a little bit about how we ended up at East Wind and um, It really is quite miraculous um, Last year my husband has been teaching in the classroom for 17 years and he decided to go back to school and Get his master's degree and so in doing that we started at the end of this school year talking about Opportunities and jobs and we were both at a pretty very comfortable place in our life um, we lived in Tennessee around about the same parts for like 36 and 43 years and we're very comfortable had attended the same church for um, all 17 years of our marriage our kids were born there so we're at a really comfortable place in our life but we just felt a period of transition and we started praying really without even talking to one another about just direction and wisdom for where we needed to go and when we started praying neither one of us prayed to move like, nobody wants to pray to move a thousand miles away from all of your family and, you know, your home church and everything. But we started praying, and we came to East Wind with Sister Donna Reed on July the 17th, just visiting. It was just a routine vacation, getting away from home for a little while. And it was the moment we walked in this church, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were met with such kindness, and it was p- people were so friendly and acted like, you know, we'd been here our whole lives. And we got in the car, and Shannon said that was really weird. It almost felt like home. And uh, we, you know, we kind of talked about it and laughed. And we went home. And like I said, that was July 17th. Um, we still started, you know, we were still praying and searching and just asking the Lord where we needed to be and what He wanted for our lives and our family. And on August, the, around the, about the 8th, my husband was looking for jobs online and job opportunities to move out of the classroom and into administration. And there was a job in Fort Pierce, Florida. And he applied for it. And they called him for an interview the next day. They interviewed him and hired him within about a couple of hours. Um, I was actually on a plane down here. And I was in the airport um, because I had came down here for an interview. And again, we were just kind of in the seeking God's will and trying to figure out. Nothing was permanent. We didn't even have our house up for sale at this point. And so he called me, and I was standing in the Fort Lauderdale airport, and he said, I just got the call. He said, they want, they want me down there the first week of school. And I said, well, that's, that's like now. I mean, that was like like two days ago. And uh, so he said, I, I really feel like I should take it. And I said, can you just wait until I get home? I'm, I'm about to board. If you can just wait till I get home, we'll talk about it. And, you know, if, if that's what we feel, you know, peace in our spirit, that's what we'll do. And I called my mom immediately, because that's always your first call, and I called her, and I'm talking to her, and my mom and I are very close, and she said, you know what? She said, as bad as I hate to see y'all go, she said, something about this just feels right, and I'm sitting there staring across the airport, and there's all of these, like, art deco pictures that don't, like, mean anything, right? It's just just blobs and squares and triangles, and I don't know what they're for, except to just kind of get your attention, maybe... And I'm staring and I'm looking at it and it's like God just hit me in the back of the head and there's this picture and it's just like this door and it's just open and there's this shape and it looks like a person and they're headed towards the door and I snap a picture and I take it and I send it to my mom and uh, I said hey I said without me saying anything I said will you just tell me what you think this looks like and she immediately takes me back and she said it looks like a girl walking through a door. And I knew from that moment on. I know people have different confirmations, but from that moment on, the Lord just put in our spirit that this this was the right move. Um, I turned in my resignation at work. My husband turned in his resignation. Um, he didn't have his Florida teaching license. We thought we were going to have to go through hoops and and whatnot to do that. It didn't. It all happened in about less than forty eight hours. They transitioned his license. He didn't even have to test in the state of Florida. Um, about a month after that he ended up here with my two oldest kids and then a month after that I transitioned with our two youngest kids and that was September the 17th was our first service here at East Wind as a family together Um, in, in two short months God completely flipped our lives upside down but totally landed us in the spot That I feel like we're meant to be at this time. There's no doubt in our mind when we walk through through those back doors and we sit in these pews every single service. It's home. It's it's a feeling of home of peace of security. And I just want to thank you guys for for opening your arms and your hearts and and making us feel apart. Um, I know a lot of times you get really comfortable with the people that you go to church with and it's very awkward to reach out to strangers or new people that are coming in. But you all have done it so beautifully and so well, and I just appreciate that so much. Um, The one thing we were worried about was our house, and we have tried to sell our house two times before. Our house um, never sold. We would go off the market and be like, oh, okay, we're just meant to stay here. So when all this transpired and we moved down here, we put our house on the market on August the 15th. Um, We didn't have but maybe two or three families look at our house, and we were very discouraged. Um, I know it may not seem like a long time to anybody listening to the timeline, but for us, we were about three months into it and two or three months into it, and it didn't look like we were going to have any buyers. And so Brother Myers preached on October the 16th. He preached on the five principles of faith. And I'm not a note-taker in services, but... Things that he was saying was just hitting at me so hard that I got my phone out and I started typing notes down. And I left that service determined that I was going to claim that our house was going to sell that week. And that was, again, October the 16th. On October the 19th, we had our house sold. And we officially sign our papers tomorrow. (laughs) So, we're officially Floridians.
4: Well, um. I didn't have a painting to confirm us moving down here. Uh, but the Sunday that we did come, I, I was up front praying uh, at the end of the service, and I did feel uh, a very strong drawing to this place. And I, I was like, Lord, you're going to have to help me because um, I'm going to have to take Lindsay from her mom uh, and move her way down here, and that's going to be ugly. She already kind of holds grudges against me, and we just lived 30 minutes away at that time. And so uh so everything just started to work out, and, and Lindsay made the comment and said uh, said, "What do you think about possibly moving down here after the school year's over?" And I said, well, if if the job comes about then then we'll head this way. Uh, don't throw a challenge out to God because because um, he's he's going to come through on it, you know and uh and so uh two weeks later, like she said, uh they called. The next day, they interviewed. The next day, they said, we need you down here as soon as you can get here. So uh, God said challenge accepted, and uh, and we're here. We love it. Um, one of the things that really stood out to us, we, we come from a church that's mission-minded. They, they give to missionaries. They they are doing a lot of outreach and stuff, and, and we wanted to be a part of something like that. And when we came here, we started seeing uh, the Go concept, and, and I love that. Uh, it wasn't just, you know uh, – out of this country, but you know the community, the locals the the giving out to people the the uh, park services, all these things that are going on outside these walls and, and we 've talked about it i don 't know how many times going home how much we love this concept, and then tonight the view the harvest um, and I guess uh, that 's one of the things that has really stuck out with me i 've heard numerous people talk about uh, the prodigals that uh, praying for the prodigals to come back in this church. And it seems like a, a strong burden. And, and, and I don't know uh, these prodigals that you are referring to and that you're praying for that has been in seats besides you that are no longer here right now. But, but I have started praying for them too. And, and I don't know them yet. I'll, I'll put it that way. But, but I am going to get to know them because I'm going to be praying with you and we're going to see God do a miraculous work. And I, I just can't wait to see what all God has in store for this church.
3: So uh, Eastwinds means to me is family and community. The short time we've been here, just even walking through the doors for the very first time, we just felt loved and we felt brought into a community that has already existed. And we just felt like we were at home. And it it was an amazing feeling. Uh, It also means to me is enrichment. So you can pretty much go to any church in this city but uh, there's just something about when the word of God it falls on us, and it's just it enriches my soul, it enriches my heart, and I'm just thankful to be able to take that. I'm extremely thankful for this church, and um, I love the fact they have a homeschool group. I love that they have Sunday school for the children. I love all the groups that they have here. I love how friendly everyone is. Everyone's so welcoming. Um, we heard a lot from a lot of people to try East Winds, come here and visit, and. We were not like disappointed at all. Like we came here and everyone was amazing. The spirit was flowing. We came for Winds Conference and it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And we just love it. It's we love East Wind. Thank you for having us here.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, brother uh, Ryan Bergman and uh, his wife, sister Ashley, they serve as the directors of our deaf ministry. And uh, we are having revival in our deaf ministry. So Brother Ryan Bergman is going to come right now. Sister Ashley, we love you guys and we're so thankful for you and all of your hard work and uh, leading our deaf ministry. Amen. God bless you, Jesus.
5: everybody My name is Ryan and this is my wife. We are the deaf ministry leaders here. And I think it's been almost 4 years now that we've been over the ministry. So during the COVID pandemic we decided that we were going to go ahead and go live have a live stream. Before that, we were never on live streaming, but we decided we had to. We were kind of forced to, to spread the word. And then we noticed we were having 800 to 1,000 views weekly through the live streaming. Wow. It, the average was 800 to 1,000 views, and it just really spread, and it touched people locally and globally as well. In other countries, the deaf in other countries just kept reaching and touching people from those live streams, from Eastwind, from our church right here, through the interpreter, through the preaching of of the word. And the deaf ministry here, they are just so bold. They witness, they share posts about this church, and they give out, you know, outreach cards and reach out to the community locally as well. They're just amazing. So the deaf, they, they come here. They visit our church, like for winds conference, for the outpouring, for the services as well. They come, they visit our church, and, and they're getting the Holy Ghost. They're getting baptized in Jesus' name. They're, wow. For example, at the outpouring, during the revival that we had, we have one of our very own deaf by the name of Morris. He had some sort of hip. He broke his hip in a fall due to his age. He had surgery, and he wasn't able to walk fully yet. It was, it was in horrible pain. He couldn't sit right. He had very a limita- lot of limitations on what he could do. But he went to the outpouring, and God completely healed him, completely and fully healed him. And he was able to walk back and forth and sit down and everything. The x-ray showed from the doctor, like the before and after. You could see a complete healing where the bone completely grew back. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. So people, we have deaf who come here. They visit our church because we have full access here for them. We have an interpreter to interpret in ASL so they're able to hear the truth that is preached here with that full access. You know, having that in ASL is so important so that we can reach out to them and they can be touched by the word of God in the deaf in the community and globally. So when they, they, they come here, some of them, most of them are not from our area. They don't even live here. They live in Miami, Tampa. They come and they visit our church they get baptized in Jesus' name when they get the Holy Ghost, and then we have to help them find a church in their area that preaches the truth with with a deaf ministry. We help find churches and we plant them in those churches here. But it starts right here at East Wind, at East Deaf Ministry. You know, we're we're our Deaf Ministry is constantly helping people find churches in their area. When when Pastor just recently went and he preached in Mauritius, in that small country or that island in near Africa, when Pastor went and he preached there, during that time, before that time actually, Sister Zenaida, she had been teaching three deaf who live in Mauritius. She had been teaching them through Zoom. And they, they wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name. They want to receive the Holy Ghost. And then somehow you know the church was too far they weren't sure there wasn't an interpreter they weren't sure what to do but pastor david he went there with a group of our with his group and some other from another church with the missionaries and they he preached there in Mauritius and those three deaf showed up they showed up there at that revival that in Mauritius but there was no interpreter there wasn't anybody to interpret for them so sister amy myers she was willing but, you know, she only knows a little bit of sign, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. God used and anointed her even with that little bit that she knows. It doesn't matter. It was impressing. I love her signing, the filling up right there, the filling up and speaking in tongues. Got to watch her in that live video of her interpreting. Wow, it was so impressive. God anointed her. doesn't matter if you know a little bit of sign or a lot. It doesn't matter. God will anoint you. And those three deaf, they decided they wanted to get baptized in Jesus' name. That's, wow, that's just incredible. And they're still seeking to get the Holy Ghost. They still are seeking, so continue praying for them. And also, Sister Zineda has been teaching some people in India and Mauritius and in different countries in Africa from other countries through Zoom meetings. And they, there's more people coming soon, you guys. They're getting ready to be baptized in Jesus' name, and they want to receive the Holy Ghost as well for them over there in India. It's just incredible. There's, the word is just spreading. The gospel is spreading to those people in India. They're reaching out to their friends. They're witnessing, and that, the fire is just spreading among everybody with those Bible studies through Sisters and Ada's group. It's just incredible. And it's just going to keep going. Oh, let me see. I oh, lost my place here. <laughs> so, s- since the COVID pandemic, there's been 21 who have gotten baptized in Jesus name or received the Holy Ghost. Wow. That includes some of my family. Four from my family got baptized and my precious In-laws, Paul and Elena, they got baptized in Jesus' name. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And we've seen backsliders are coming back to the Lord now. Some of the deaf that backslid, they're coming back again. Praise the Lord. I wanted to share a quick verse with you really quick. In Isaiah chapter 28 verse 19. It says, in the last day, the deaf shall hear the word of God. And out of their gloom, and they'll be able to see. They'll be able to see the word of God again. And they'll have clear understandings. They just need to open their hearts and their minds and have that hunger for God. And they're just going to keep coming in and pouring in. They're going to start looking up to God. It's amazing. It's, pow- it's a powerful verse. And this church right here, East Wind, I feel like, I feel like we are truly a lighthouse, a lighthouse, just shining that light. That's the key to spread the gospel, to continue touching those, those souls, the powerful, our pastor, his visions, his, his prophecies and visions about what God's will. And it's just, it's just working out so tremendously, so Amazing. And every time we teach a Bible study, the verses are completely matching with everything that is going on in here. It's just incredible. I feel like God is really, really using this. And there's going to be a revival, and they're going to continue to grow in the deaf ministry. I really believe that. And I just want to say thank, thank you to Jesus for leading those hungry deaf souls to come here to our church and to experience that complete access here that we have with for the deaf with an ASL interpreter and I just really want to say thank you to pastor and all of all of you guys for your support and your prayers and I hope you continue to pray for us and thank you all and I love you
0: thank you brother Burton amen you can see why that ministry is growing. Positive, excited about God. That's what grows a ministry is when the leadership is positive, has a vision, is excited. That's what is contagious. Whenever you love serving God, other people see it. They want to be a part of it. Amen. We love our Brother Ryan. We, he's also working here uh, with us uh, at the church uh, helping to... Uh, keep the church clean. So he's a busy man and uh, we are thankful uh, for um, Brother Ryan. We also want to say that we welcome um, Shane and Virginia Gibson uh, who have moved here from Denver, Colorado. I think I saw them back there. There they are. Love you guys. They are moving here from Pastor Heyman's church. A friend of mine that pastors a great church in Denver, Colorado and uh, we are so excited that they are here and that they're a part of our East Wind family. Brother Ryan was talking about uh, people being saved uh, by the internet. It was amazing when we uh, were scheduled months uh, earlier, and of course, people that were witnessing online through our deaf ministry didn't know we were going. We didn't know that they were talking to people that are deaf in the, on the island of Mauritius, an island in the Indian Ocean. And uh, we went there and found out that these uh, people that had been taught a Bible study uh, through our deaf ministry were ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. And uh, so we went there to that island and uh, we started having revival and seeing people being filled with the Holy Ghost and people were being baptized. And uh, we connected uh, with these individuals that were hearing impaired that had been uh, taught by Sister Z. And uh, we were ready for, to baptize them in Jesus' name. And they said, no, we're waiting. We're waiting for the last day. So on the last day, I motioned for them to get in the tank. And they said, no, we don't want to get baptized in the tank. We want to go down to the river. Well, we all went down to the river and they were baptized in Jesus' name in the river. And so, and so afterwards, I say, Why did you guys not want to get baptized in the baptismal? And they say, We want moving water because when we go down, we want our sins to keep on moving. (laughs) That is awesome. Amen. It's amazing what God is doing all over the world through the internet. Uh, people are getting saved, Bible studies. Isn't it awesome how God can use these tools to be able to preach the gospel? I got a uh, message from Pastor David, uh, who pastors a church up in the Copper region of Zambia, where we build a church in honor of the baisden family. And uh, we went over there, I don't know, maybe it's been five, six, seven years ago. And uh, we um, dedicated that church, and uh, we preached several services, and the Lord just did a tremendous healing work on the last service. Well, he, the pastor uh, not emailed me, but messaged me through Facebook uh, just a couple of days ago. I, I just read it Friday night or Saturday night. And uh, he referred back to that uh, service where people were being healed. And he said, I want you to know that there were three ladies that were a part of that service that were prayed for. You probably didn't know this. They were in the, they were in the line of being prayed for, but uh, they could not have children and all three of those ladies now have large families and the church is wanting you to come back and pray for everyone that can't have kids. (laughs) So so God is good, amen. He's working in a a great and marvelous way. Uh, do Do we have another video? Did I interrupt the video? All right, there's a video and then after the video, Uh, Sister Amira is going to come and testify. Amen. God bless you, Jesus.
6: Well, to be honest, East Wind is the church that I would say my wife, um, best friend, our nurse friend, told her about. And the first time we made that visit, we loved the church.
7: And they were very welcoming when Mm -hmm. we first started. What got my attention is they took our photos, Yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. They know us now. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was wonderful they did that. And everyone was, each Sunday we come in, it's like um, Sister Melissa would make sure she's there to greet us. She yeah. was right there. There you are. I said, yeah, oh, yeah. they know us now. So that was important, yeah. We felt very welcome. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure coming to East Wind. Mm. We love it. It's a great, yes. great family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teaching is wonderful. Wonderful,
6: excellent. And the, the nice part of it is the um, classes that we've been through. It was very, mm-hmm. very interested. And there's so much to learn about, not only the church, but more advanced in the Bible and everything, yeah. which is excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's where we are right now. Down. Yep.
7: It was breaking down into different phases that we could understand each yeah. time. So you're so here where to we stay. Are.
6: Yep. Mm-hmm-hmm. And we thank you for everything. And this is our home now. And we continue to support and um, invite ourselves to church every Sunday or, you know, prayer meeting and stuff. And we're enjoying it, it's fantastic. You know, this is our home now, so we will continue to come and do what we can for the church and, you know, get in touch with everybody, try to know all the members. So it's a pleasure coming here. Sister Amira.
8: good evening (laughs) forgive me i'm a little nervous (laughs) um this was a little last minute so i'm you know forgive me but um about two years ago um god he caught my attention unexpectedly um february of 2021 um I came to the evening service back when we had service outside and everyone was parked in the cars and everything like that. I came with a friend and, um, my favorite evangelist spoke that night, which was Dylan Morgan. I'll never forget it. Um, and we got to altar calling and, you know, I don't remember what I prayed for, but all I remember is just crying, um, you know, praying of course And I, you know, I I felt people gathering around me and, you know, praying over me and everything like that. And I wasn't used to it or anything. And I received received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I was asked, have you ever been baptized before? I said no, because I thought you had to go through like a certain course or whatnot to baptize. That's what I was told. But, you know, the lady who baptized me was like, no, girl, you can get baptized now. <laughs> now is the time. So uh, we they led me to, you know, the room where you get baptized. And I was baptized in Jesus' name. I received the gift of the Holy Spirit at 18. Um, yeah, and, you know, every time I come to church service, you know, before even before now i've just experienced jesus in a way that i've never experienced him um i just love the men and women of god that he's placed in my life you know he forgave me for my sins you know sins that i thought would never be forgiven um he's still walking right beside me and i thank him for his grace and his mercy And his blood that covers me and not only me, but you guys too. You know, sometimes I tell myself, um, I was like, you know, God, I pray to never give up on you because you're not going to give up on me, Jesus. And I pray the same for others as well. We can't give up on him no matter how hard it seems, no matter how hard it seems, because he's not giving up on us. He won't, he won't, he won't. Yeah, and I thank the Lord for Pastor Myers and for Sister Amy Myers and all you guys who, you know, greeted me and I've been able to carry a conversation with. You know, I've been able to be honest and to feel comfortable around you all. Every time I walk into this church, you know, I just feel the love of God. God is love, and I'm able to experience that love that he has for me. You know, I'm encouraged all the time. You know, there's never a moment where you're like, where they're like, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, to an extent, of course, but like, you know, you can be all you can be in Christ and then some, and I thank the Lord for it all. I really do. Um, and I love you all. And this is why, you know, this is why Eastwood means so, so much to me. And I, one day I do hope we're able to fill this church and I'm able to, you know, be the light for others and everything like that. So they'd be able to experience Jesus the way I did. But Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
3: from the moment that I walked in the doors of Eastland, I felt welcome, which was really lovely being new to the area um, and actually new to the Pentecostal church. And um, in about the year, almost a year that I've been here, I would say, I just just come to feel like home. Um, I feel comfortable here. My kids feel comfortable here. Um, and it's just really great to have a place that I can come every Sunday. I can praise God, um, really like sink my teeth into the, into the teaching that I hear and the preaching that I hear. I've been really enjoying my time here. I enjoy the fellowship here already, and I just can't wait to make uh, make some
6: friends here and see what the future has in store.
0: Hey, man, I leaned over to Brother Richie, and I said, Tyler is just amazing. That Those videos are so professional. He amazes me. so thankful for our staff great group that we have here at uh, east wind uh, we are so thankful for brother jeff blackman amen. Amen. amen to know brother blackman is to love brother blackman amen. Uh, brother and sister blackman are just so special to us and brother blackman um, oversees our prison ministry he's going to come right now and tell you some good things about what's happening in our prison ministry would you welcome reverend jeff blackman
9: Praise the Lord, church. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, I want to first give thanks to God to be here. Um, I do honor my leadership. I thank him for the opportunity. Uh, just, just stand up here just to testify what God is actually doing in the prison ministry. Uh, to just to let you guys know, I'm not out there alone by myself, but there's a group of men that goes out there with me. One want to uh, thank Brother Scott. He's He's on the team. Brother Donovan, he's also on the team. And we also got a a young brother in the church, Brother LeBlanc is gonna be on the team. Amen, hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah. But we got uh, out of Brother Kaufman's church, we have Brother Diaz and Brother uh, Bermudez, they are also on the team. So I thank for the families that allow to share these men with us one Saturday a month to sacrifice his time to go into the prison ministry. in Matthew uh, verse uh, chapter twenty-five, and I think it's verse thirty-six, at the latter part of that verse, Jesus made the statement, "said When I was in prison, you came and you visited me." That is the goal to why we go out to the prison ministry and minister the work that we have to do. Um, to give to be a little transparent to the church tonight, I just want to share with you. Last year in December we met in uh, Orlando for the lead team conference and the leaders that were there encouraged us and they asked us to set a goal to what we want to do. And when they put it out to us, to the leaders, it was like quiet. I don't know if many of you remember that. And for whatever reason I stood up and said that I want to see 100 souls baptized in Jesus name. And I asked myself, like, Jeff, what did you just do to yourself? (laughs) Amen. You know, I'm like, you cannot do this. And you're right, I can't not do this. But God can do anything. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I didn't know how this, I haven't even told this to the team. What, I had just put a vision out there, what we want to do. I was like, what am I going to do? Well, come January of last, uh, this year, we had Global Reach, uh, Global Harvest in Motion. And it was a training right here in the church. And it impacted me so much that I was like, can we take this, what we have, into the prison? And, for, uh, and, and, to, and to back up a little bit, pastor had a vision about reverse church. And I said, why we could spend... A few moments of time to not neglect the word of God, but to share the word of God and spend a lot of time ministering one another at the altars. That first service, we went out there and we did it. Short message there. And guess what? God filled men with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because we took the time to minister to them. And then we moved into February, and I was able to go to Pensacola to spend a little time there at the prison conference. But while I was there, I remember Brother uh, Kenneth Stewart, as he was talking to us, he said, where there's a prison ministry, I'm going to show you a church that has revival. Wow. Amen. And I thank God that we at East Wind, like they were talking about the, the moving of the water, at East Wind, the water are not still here. Amen. Nor are they stagnant. We are a church of moving waters. Amen. Things are flowing out of East Wind. And when we went into this year, uh, Brother Scott and I, he said, it's the spirit of the men that were in prison. That was a shift in so many years of the things that have happened. Because in previous years, there was a, we could not baptize anybody. We will see people get the Holy Ghost, fill the whole speaking in tongues. But baptism was a struggle. So there was a shift in the men's heart. Men were coming to church, no longer talking in the back, but they wanted more of God. They will give us prayer cards because they got family members. They understand they made mistakes. But the word of God said, all have sinned, have come short of the glory. So that's us, we, and we are not there to judge them or criticize them. But when God moved, he said he was going to pour out his flesh, his spirit upon what? All flesh. Amen. For those men, changing of their lives, they were there, and there was a shift in their spirit. And then next thing you know, God was able to, a, a stumbling block that was there in the ministry, guess what? Through the years of frustration. How many of you ever been Frustrated. Until my years, and I talked to God, and I brought this to God so many times that God, if these men are to be baptized in Your name, then why can't we use water? Year after year, what is going on? And just have perseverance and have faith. Amen. And God eventually stepped in, and that person that was astounded so by guess what is no longer there. Amen. Your boss may be a stumbling block. Your co-worker may be a stumbling block. But I'm here to tell you the night east wind, God can move them out of your way. Amen. That you can share the gospel to whoever will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because I believe that the east wind is blowing. Hallelujah. In Florida, God bless you in Jesus' name.
10: I was sitting in my house one day, and uh, I had moved down here to Florida a couple of times, and I had got really overweight, my life was, I was very unhappy. And I just heard a voice, man, this is truth, say, there's a church right down there, I need you to go to it. And it was like I heard the voice in the room. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I was kind of embarrassed. I don't have license because I, I've had like five DUIs and I've been in a lot of trouble in my life. And uh, when I got down here, the first day, the first week, a lot of people come up and talk to me. The second week, is, I had met a guy named Brother Tim Richie and a couple other guys, and they all come up to me. And... uh started what I guess what you call a great friendship and uh, I started feeling God I really started feeling God in the place and my life changed I mean it just started changing my life and I I knew why he told me to come down here then and all the things I had done weighed on me heavy and I knew I needed to get baptized And I asked Brother Richie to uh, baptize me. And when I come out of that water, I knew my life was never going to be the same. And this church is, I can't wait till Sunday because I want to come down here. I love this place. It's uh, my happiness. Uh, I like everything about it. There's nothing. And when I get in the doors here, and 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 hear uh, Pastor Myers and uh, Brother Richie preaching man it, it's just I feel it all over and the spirit is in this house and I wouldn't trade this for nothing I always thought you know them people crazy but uh, I I didn't really believe it I, Brother Tim told me about, about speaking in tongues and I was like, I, I don't know about all that. And uh, at, the, uh, at the outpouring, it come out of me. And now I don't do it a whole lot here at the church. But in the mornings when I'm doing my prayers, it's got where it's just a regular thing. And I don't even mean to do it. It just comes out. I'll be sitting there and just it explodes out of me some mornings. I feel wonderful, man. I mean, I feel like I... I felt like I was dying before I came here. I was 444 pounds. And I was a construction worker that got lung disease. And uh, they had told me I had 30% of both lungs left. Well, after I started coming to church, and I started walking to church and back. And... God started putting it in me, you know, just keep on, keep on. Pull yourself up by the footstrain. And then uh, Brother Tim anointed me. He came in there and told me that, uh, he said, you know, I was thinking about trying to help you get uh, a small oxygen concentrator to help you. He said, but I believe we'll just get you off this oxygen. And of course, here I go. Now, I done been to all these doctors. Brother Tim said, we're going to anoint you, and we're going to get get you off oxygen. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. I bet we are, you know. I really didn't believe it. Because even though I believed God would would help me, I done hurt all the, all the doctors, you know. I mean, I've been through it. Well... About a week later I'm I'm doing these walks, you know, and I'm I'm up to about two or three miles a day pouring this oxygen right here everywhere I go. Well, all of a sudden it just quits using oxygen. So I'm thinking the uh, the thing on top that the deliver's oxygen is broke. Well I call and get them to replace it. Well the new one, is doing the same thing. Well it just so happened I have a, a Pulmonologist appointment. I go in there and he, it's a week he wants to give me the walk test, see how much oxygen I really need. After the walk test, he said, uh, I think we'll just take you off oxygen. He said, I had lungs of a 180 year old man. Now, they are talk, talk about taking my oxygen away. And I know it's God. It's God, the anointing from his church. God saved me for something. I don't know what it is, but this church is everything. And I'm so proud to be here, and so proud to be here with you. Thank you for accepting me. And uh, I thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, every day that He led me here.
0: what it's all about folks souls thank the Lord for brother Chris got saved in our outpouring crusade over there at Bayside High School and uh, God's done a great work with him brother Richie's been teaching him a Bible study and uh, it's just been amazing to watch and see what all God's done brother Blackman was talking about our prison ministry and I shared these uh, numbers this morning but since January in the prison ministry 823 inmates have been in service hundred and forty-one have come to the altar. Thirty-nine have been baptized with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Twenty-two have requested water baptism. As he mentioned, they haven't been able to baptize them in Jesus' name. The reason is because much of the chaplaincy of prisons is uh, run by Trinitarian Pentecostals, and they don't want people being baptized in Jesus' name. But uh, they broke through that barrier this year. And just a few weeks ago, they baptized two people in the name of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Amen. In closing tonight, I'm going to share with you a three minute sermon. Do you think that's possible? I, I want to just read a verse to you and you say, why is there so much emphasis on Thanksgiving? Uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, it says that because that when they knew God, this is to the church, this is to people that know God, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. People that knew God stopped worshiping him. They stopped being thankful. And for the next several verses, you'll see what happens. When people that know God lose their spirit of thanksgiving. I'm so thankful that we've got a spirit of thanksgiving in this church. I hope we don't ever lose it. I said, I hope we don't ever lose it. I want to keep on glorifying him as God. I want to keep on worshiping him and being thankful. But when they stopped doing that, they became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They become fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footing beasts and creeping things. America was founded on religious freedom, people that knew God. But now people are worshiping trees and spotted owls and whales more than they are the God that created them. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. We see that all around us. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. That's pretty clear, folks. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what we're talking about here. Verse 27, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves the recompense of the error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. All of this comes from not being thankful. Oh, I pray this generation always keeps a spirit of thanksgiving being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do. All those things happen as a result of not being thankful now I know that's a negative approach but that's the way the scripture reads but now let's flip it over if you will be thankful you protect yourself from all of that I know this is Thanksgiving week but it's more than just a holiday it's a time to reflect and say Lord you have been good to us we give thanks unto you you are a mighty God hallelujah I'm thankful Lord I'm thankful I have a church to worship in. I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters. I'm thankful that I live in America. I'm thankful that I've got a family, a wife and children that love God. I'm thankful, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Would you stand to your feet? This past weekend, we had the honor of uh, teaching a leadership conference in Covington, Louisiana. And... um, there was a, um, a man that was pastor of that church for many years. It's the bishop now. And uh, on Sunday, we were preaching about faith. And I was talking about how that when the children of Israel came up to the Red Sea, they were able to stand on dry ground and that sea rolled back. But after 40 years of being in the wilderness and, and, and complaining and mumbling and grumbling and, and all that happened and that whole generation having to die off, when it came time for them to go into the promised land, there was no standing on dry ground. The Lord told Joshua, tell the priests, the Levites, to put the ark on their shoulders and step into the water. And I said, some of you, God's wanting to do a miracle in your life. But you've been complaining so long, God can't use you. If you'll just step in the water today, God will heal you. My, the Lord started working in that service. People started being healed. And I turned around and looked, and the bishop, the man that's pastored that church for many years, that's been on a wheelchair for 20 years, got up. And walked out of that church on his own accord. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. We can all find something to complain about. But oh, no. We've got so many more things that we can give thanks for today. I talked to Bishop Marcelli afterwards. He said. He said. Brother Myers. I believe the Lord has started a miracle in my life today. And it's going to be a progressive miracle. But he said, when I begin to lift my hands and just begin to thank the Lord for all he had done. His son pastors that church now. But he said, when I begin to thank the Lord for all that he had done. He said, I felt strength come into my body. Oh, my friend. If you could just keep a spirit of thanksgiving And say Lord I thank you for everything Uh, I even thank you for the hardships Uh, I thank you for the disappointments Because it's developed my character I thank you for the good, the bad and the ugly I thank you for every hill Every mountain, every valley I thank you Lord, you've been so good Would you lift your hands all over this building Would you lift your voice And would you just begin to thank you Thank you Lord we worship you, Jesus. We give thanks unto you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We'll never get tired of it. We'll never take it for granted, Lord. Oh, let there be a prompting in our spirit every day. You've been so good. We give thanks unto you, God. Ramahata. We give thanks unto you, Lord. Oh, let there be a spirit of thanksgiving in our mouths. Let there be a spirit of thanksgiving in our families, in our homes, oh God. In our hearts, oh God. We give thanks unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we're dismissed tonight, why don't you hug somebody and just say, I give thanks for you. I, I thank the Lord for you. Come on, somebody you may not normally talk to on an on a every week basis. Just find somebody. I thank the Lord for you. Go ahead and tell them. Amen. We have a staff meeting for our staff and our lead team at this time. God bless you in Jesus' name. Happy Thanksgiving.